0: This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. The first ever uh, live recording of Less Than Live, which should in fact just be live, I guess, not less than. Um, so we're here at Topatacon 2015, uh, the year in which we are living, and uh, how exciting! Welcome, welcome, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> um, so instead of doing sort of the regular structure of the show, uh, because normally I do that in a darkened room and no one's looking at me when I talk about comics, you should read. Uh, pretty safe to say, read everything that's here. <laughs> the convention is full of you know some some really really amazing people and a ton of great talents. So. Uh, if you're listening to this later, which a lot of people will be, um, go back to the website, look at everyone who was there, and buy things from them on the internet. <laughs> um, so we're here today, and instead we're going to do just basically the interview portion of the show. Um, we weren't really posting it online until about five minutes ago, but uh, our guest for today is Erica Henderson, who is the artist on Squirrel Girl. <laughs> that they love you <laughs> um so erica's here uh it was her idea too which is incredible
1: uh yeah i mean i i saw you had sp- like special surprise guests and i was like kate hey, do you have anybody
0: for this <laughs> no i did not <laughs> well the hard part is that the the structure of Lesson live is that i'm always talking to my friends and the show is like all of my friends so i went through the list and was like i've talked to almost all of the people <laughs> so as we were preparing then Eric was like hey
1: and here we are. It's true. I was here before, but with Ryan, so...
0: Yes. Now, now we don't have that guy in the way. I know. What a jerk. Ryan North. <laughs> He's terrible. Literally the worst. <laughs> um, who's not here, but he uh, is also the writer of New York Times best-selling Squirrel Girl. True. And Pretty actually, exciting. Wow. Fun <laughs> fact.
1: The first time I ever saw Ryan was in this building, but he did not see me.
0: Whoa. <laughs> It's okay. I've seen Ryan many times. He's wonderful. I know I'm really going back on my story with that one. (laughs) Terrible, also a great guy. Um, So it has been an interesting trip, and I I want to start this podcast with a a true horror story Um, before we really get into it in terms of Squirrel Girl and friendship and fun times. Um, I lived a nightmare last night. Um, So... (laughs) I feel that it's fine to name the hotel. Uh, so we were staying in in the Quality Inn here. <laughs> in, insert name of town. Or which, A Quality... I've already said it, it's too late. Um, so the hotel we were in last night uh, turns out to be completely infested with spiders. Wait, so how... how I saw you tweet about this last night. Yeah. How big are they? How okay. big is the individual spider? They... For the listening audience at home, um, like the... We found one that is about the size of the palm of your hand. So, another fun fact about me is I am severely arachnophobic. Uh, So we found a couple. We went into this room, and and the the really funny thing is that the friends I was staying with last night were like, oh, man, there's been these new spiders around, and they're, like, weirdly big. And I was like, ha, 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 never speak again. That is my nightmare. And then we got to this hotel, and when we went in, we were like, oh, weird, there's a spider, like, hanging from the lamp in here. But it was really, really tiny, so whatever. And then we found another one, and then another one. And then uh, one of our friends that we're staying with found the palm-sized spider in the bed I was supposed to be sleeping in. (laughs) So at between 11.30 and 1 o'clock in the morning last night, we moved six people from one room into two rooms at another hotel, uh, and everyone was losing their minds because most people had been traveling since 4 o'clock in the morning to get to a convention, as is life. And um, I was just hyperventilating and trying not to die because the entire outside of the window (laughs) was covered in spiders. And I went outside to look because I didn't... I didn't, I didn't need to be near them, because I was uh, dying, and so I went outside to look up at the window and just see, and there they were, um, thousands of them plotting our deaths. So we're in a really nice hotel now. Uh, what's the name of that very nice hotel? The you very should... nice hotel is the Fairfield Marriott. Yeah, I feel like you should advertise a really good <laughs> They've one, They've been too. wonderful. <laughs> Simone at the front desk last night was extremely sympathetic to our plight. We were like, hey, sorry, I know it's really late, but um, we're covered in spiders. Can you please let us stay here? And uh, luckily, she did. She took us in, gave us refuge. Um, so that was my nightmare. And uh, how was your trip?
1: Uh, here or yeah. this last weekend when I got stuck in Portland because I got oh booked for leaving the wrong day? Oh, tell me about that. Please. Well, I, I basically just did. <laughs> I, they, the con um, had me on a shuttle to go to the airport on Monday, like Monday morning, and get out. I get to the airport, and I go to the kiosk, and it's like, you can't check in. I'm like, well, my flight's in an hour and a half. I should be able to check in. Yeah. The woman looks at my stuff. She's like, you don't leave till Wednesday. Oh. So I'm just there sitting on the floor of the airport, just, like, calling everyone I know in the area, trying to get numbers people at the con. Uh, eventually, it's put me back in the double tree again, which was nice because they give you a cookie when you go in. So I was like really upset, and they're like,
0: "Here's your cookie." They gave us so many kind bars last night. The woman just she just handed us, and then when I got to the hotel room, I was throwing them around like dollar bills. It was great. <laughs> like you get a kind bar, so our whole floor is just covered in granola and dark chocolate now. But uh, we we deserved it, I think. Traveling to conventions is is the worst. I think everyone has horror stories about that. I had one time where I was supposed to make a connection at four o'clock and they were like, oh, your flight has been changed. You now leave at 11 p.m. This was like, and so I was landing at one o'clock in the morning and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna make that connection. It's like eight hours later. And the girl was like, it might be fine. (laughs) It wasn't.
1: I got stuck in Memphis this year too because of like a delay. And then uh, my first flight got severely delayed to the point where I wouldn't make the layover. And then I looked at my phone again and the layover was delayed, and I was like, I could have just gotten on this plane. I could have just gotten <laughs> on this plane. I was so mad.
0: I got trapped overnight once in the Miami airport, um, which they turn in an effort. What I was told by someone working there is that in an effort to keep out the homeless, which, first of all, you go through TSA to get into an airport lobby. Like, in the beginning, logistically, that was confusing for me. Um, and they turn the AC up all the way all night to keep people from sleeping there because they want you to stay in the hotel. But I was landing at like one and my next flight was at 6 a.m. So booking a hotel for the night was just stupid because you're gonna spend like $200 to sleep for two hours. Right. <laughs> so I tried to sleep on the floor of the airport. Um, uh, this was also around my birthday. <laughs> so my birthday this year, which is on uh, Tuesday, <laughs> was spent covered in spiders. <laughs> and last year, I was freezing in the Miami airport. But Taylor Swift's new album had just come out, so that was fun. Did that to keep you warm. Yeah. <laughs> I had her sultry voice to keep me warm. <laughs> um, but I think that's one of the worst. I've, I've slept on the floor of the Boston airport, too. That one's Long- okay. Yeah, it's fine. Logan's It's not fine. too bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> in conclusion, get into comics for fun times, exciting adventures <laughs> with friends, and yeah. uh, learning to sleep in your clothes in front of a lot of strangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Erica You do Squirrel Girl I do You do um, I'm very excited about your, your book coming out and, and the New York Times achievement uh, I know I'm I mentioned it already I'm excited about
1: your book coming out Yeah I'm doing that Oh
0: yeah <laughs> This is the first uh, we've recorded since Hellcat got announced So I'm doing a Marvel book We're Marvel buddies now Yay. It's so exciting it's so exciting. Um, I was staying in Somerville briefly when I was like pitching for it, I think. Yeah. And just frantically trying to figure, <laughs> figure out that character. Being like, Erica, you work for Marvel. Yeah, this is the same editor. Yeah. What, what do you think he wants? He's so wonderful. He's the best. Yeah, Will Moss, man. That guy. He's great. Um, so it comes back. When does it, when does the new se- series? It
1: should be October. Okay. So Jughead and Scroll yeah. 1 both are in October.
0: Damn. So big month. How is working on Jughead? Because I am so curious about that. Um, I mean, I'm working with Chip. Mm-hmm. So it's,
1: it's pretty easy. There were a couple of rounds of, like, character design revisions. They're trying to go for, like, this whole new look thing.
0: Jughead has to be super hot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um... But, like, otherwise, it's actually not that hard. It's just I'm doing two books, and that's hard.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, the art on both. But
1: it's, like, it's Chip and Ryan, so it's super fun. Like, yeah. the scripts are always really, really fun, so.
0: <laughs> well, my entire, like, a huge portion of my application for Hellcat was, like, look, you need, like, Canadians are working for you. Like, this is a good trend. Please continue <laughs> it. Also, I'm a girl. <laughs> And then there like there was plot stuff in there too, and like, you know. But yeah. mostly it was just being being like, I'm cool. Occasionally it works. Yeah. I mean, Will really wanted you for this book, so Will's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited. Um, so what's what's coming up for Squirrel Girl? What's she what's she uh, gonna be up to in the new world? <laughs> well, okay, I'm trying to think of
1: like how many things I'm allowed to say. Mm-hmm. Like what's off limits. I know. So the deal with the big event, Secret Wars, you don't know how it ends, so don't ask. Because um, <laughs> someone's going to ask. I don't know. I have no idea. It makes no sense. Our book's not on it, so we don't, yeah. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, everything, when it comes back, is eight months later. So she's a second year student now. Ooh. Yeah. Very exciting. That is exciting. And they've moved out of the dorms.
0: Oh. Are they still together? They are. Yes. <laughs> Doreen and Nancy are extremely important to me. I know. (laughs) I care about them too much, I think, but so does Ryan. I love them. I love them so much. He talks about them with such affection. It's just, it's so wonderful. Ryan, it's such a character. I'm so excited for the fact that you haven't met him yet. Although I haven't met Brittany yet, who's doing the Hellcat Oh, she's super nice. Yeah, Yeah. she seems like she must be. She has the best, (laughs) like, anime gif response skill. (laughs) Like, I don't even understand it. I mean, I thought I was good with it, with my gifts. But, man, Brittany's incredible. Sparkly, Sailor Moon, everything. It's wonderful. Um, so I haven't met her yet, but I've met Ryan so many times. You have not met Ryan yet. And I'm so excited for you, too. Um, because, like, Ryan is this guy who, like, t- a week and a half ago, I was tweeting with Ray Fox about how Ryan does this incredible newspaper man voice, which is basically just a more aggressive J. Jonah Jameson, but it's an original character according to him, even though his number well, one I, request is to get pictures of Spider-Man. I feel like he's amazing because he got himself stuck in
1: a hole and made national news by tweeting about it. I can't, even,
0: even. It. Like, I can't <laughs> even believe that that happened. I mean, I'm always on Twitter, and I came in at the tail end of that, and then just like watching over the next three days... As it was, you know, at first it was on like Gawker or like small. Yes, I mean, not Gawker, small, but like internet, you know. Like
1: if Gawker's following Ryan North, like that's not weird.
0: Yeah. But then like. It was on the CDC. Yeah. Like it was on like national news. It was huge. It was everywhere in Canada. But I liked that you
1: could tell who was writing about it because it was like, if it was like Gawker or something, they'd say Ryan North. Or if it was like just some Canadian news site, it'd be like a man.
0: Yeah, it was like an Onion article, like man stuck in hole uses internet for help. Which was incredible, because I didn't think it was real while it was happening. I was like, this is just a thing, this is just like a weird thing Ryan is doing. But no, he was truly, he was well and truly stuck, I talked to him about it afterwards and he was like, it was upsetting. It was cold and rainy, my dog couldn't get out of the hole. But it worked. Uh, and then someone made an RPG about it, or like a text-based yeah. game you could play. And I tried, and I couldn't get out of the hole. <laughs> it was really hard. Well, what's,
1: what's also amazing right now is
0: that one of
1: my friends is the guy that recorded Pizza Rat. So oh my like, God. that's happening on my Facebook feed right now? Or he's just like, what is, what is life what, what well, is, like, I mean, like, he's been doing acting and performing for a long time, and he's yeah. like, well, this is what gets me famous. This is what does it. This is the
0: same thing. Like, my, my boyfriend's friend, Andrew Bowser, who works for Nerdist and does, like, the Bizarre States podcast we've been on, and he's, like, our super nice guy. He was that, the guy who was at the, supposedly at the unveiling of the, the Baphomet statue, the guy who's, like, notice me, senpai. So <laughs> that, this is him, and, like, he's been doing work for Nerdist and, like, done a ton of acting stuff before, And then this is, like, he was tweeting with Courtney Love the other day. And she's apparently a huge fan. And, I'm like, that's so bizarre to me because there's probably so many people who discovered Ryan North through him getting stuck in a hole.
1: The Internet's weird. Yeah. The Internet's really weird. I wonder if that
0: helped sales. (laughs) Like, I want to know more about this man's (laughs) thought process and adventures. Um, But, no, so the end of that story is that he... So we were tweeting about that, and then at, like... 10 o'clock at night, I'm working in, in my house, as you do, and uh, I get a call and it's just Ryan doing the newspaper man voice. <laughs> I haven't heard from him in like a month and a half, and he just calls me up and starts doing it, and he's like, eh, I heard you wanted to hear from the newspaper man, huh? And he does it for 25 minutes and then hangs up. <laughs> Okay,
1: the next time he's, like, laid in a script and you like, Ryan, what were you doing? What were you doing that wasn't writing a script?
0: Like, he was walking his dog at the time, apparently. Mm. This was, he was just like, you know what? I'm walking my dog, but I will also call this person and do a bizarre off-brand J. Jonah Jameson impression for 25 minutes. That's a long time to sustain an impression. <laughs> Um, but it was amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. So this is, this is your friend. This is your partner in crime.
1: <laughs> well, I remember when... Um, so I didn't know who was me writing Squirrel Girl. I think I told you this, but mm-hmm. like... Whoa. Um,
0: whoa. Oh, whoa. my God. Whoa. Oh, my God. We finished... Okay.
1: For those of you not in the audience, we finished our alcoholic drinks, and a magical fairy appeared, and... <laughs> Jason. Sprinkled pixie
0: dust and new drinks appeared. It's incredible. <laughs> this is what the comic's lifestyle... <laughs> outside of the spiders.
1: <laughs> it's great. It's, that's the trade-off, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: People bring you cocktails, but... But um, also spiders. Also anyway, spiders.
1: Um, I didn't know who was writing it. It was like, I got this email from Will. I had, so, okay. Going back even further, I had done like two pages for some Marvel anthology. Um, and... I sort of figured that was like the last of my time with Marvel because I didn't think that they wanted what I had to offer. (laughs) Um, And I was about to email his editor again. And I get an email from him that same day. He was like, hey, uh, I want to pitch this Squirrel Girl book higher up. Uh, Do you want to do a drawing? And so I did that and I waited for a while. And then like two weeks later, there was this news article. There were all these news articles where like, so, Marl just trademarked Squirrel Girl. and Everyone thought there would be a movie, and I was like, that's stupid. No one knows who she is, but I think I know what this is. And then two weeks later, I got an email from Ryan, and like, I think I started hyperventilating, because I love Ryan's stuff so much. I was like, house, uh, I was cat-sitting with my friend. I'm just waiting with this cat like doesn't really like me. Like, getting <laughs> really excited. Just so excited. <laughs> it was the best. I was just like, had to stay in the apartment for an extra time. I was like, too overly... I was too worked up over the fact that, like, Ryan North just emailed me and I was getting this book with Marvel all of a sudden to, like, leave the house. I, like, couldn't be outside.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that seems pretty fair. I mean, mine was so fast-tracked. Like, they, they asked me to do this the short story anthology, which is still happening, like, the little five-page thing. It's, it's not out yet, right? It's not out yet. Okay. Um, it's just being drawn right now, actually. And, uh This is one of those things that I'm like, how much can I talk about? But, you know, it's all just process stuff. Um, So Brittany Williams was going to be the artist on it, and I was really excited because I'd seen her stuff on the Internet before, and I really, really loved it. And she has this awesome animated style. It really looks like a a Saturday morning cartoon in the the absolute best way, like really fluid, really nice animation style. And so I was stoked on that. And then... um, he was like, yeah, you know, and I was, I was like, over the moon. because This is my first Marvel work. Like, it's exciting. It's exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, you know, here's the due date. Here's what we want to do. And then two days later, he was like, okay, I know we only asked you to do this one five-page story, but do you want to pitch for, like, a main series? <laughs> we need it in two days. And I was like, okay. And, and then it was being announced, like, a week and a half later. <laughs>
1: and you were at a wedding at that time. I was at
0: a wedding. I was at a wedding. And I was, like, asking everyone there in comics, like, what do you know about Hellcat? <laughs> Please, <laughs> please tell me. Like this isn't a joke. I need to know.
1: I feel just, like every time you visit Somerville, you wind up having to be. You're in the middle of like a new pitch for a book. Yeah,
0: pretty much. It's weird. I need to go there more often.
1: Wait, did, was the other one announced?
0: No, nah, no. Okay, no. I'm talking about. No, not yet. All right. Um, it's gonna be fun though. Mm. Um But it has been great. Somerville's been really good luck for that. And <laughs> yeah, you just, just gotta, like keep visiting. Just pop down once every like three or four months. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> So Erica, what comics are you reading
1: right now? I'm reading Prez. How is that? Um, I read the first issue. I like it, and I I, uh, I didn't. I can't say I like the original Prez, but I love the idea of it. Mm-hmm. It's not something that like I would recommend people go out and buy. But it was such a weird concept that like I totally loved Prez, even though I didn't like reading Prez. Right. Um, and Prez is uh, the world's youngest president, teenage president. Just old dc book that they just resurrected it's amazing um i'm not reading a ton of stuff right now just because like hawkeye ended daredevil right. ended
0: um and i'm just getting through daredevil now for the first time yeah
1: uh, oh arc light arc light's exciting <gasps> it's so good it's beautiful Arclight's so good yeah i don't know i'm not reading a ton of stuff at the moment wow you're a hater. I- yeah, well, I'm doing two books.
0: <laughs> I know but even the funny. books that I'm
1: getting in, they wind up piling up and eventually I'm like, well, I guess
0: I'll read these cuz I paid for them all. I sometimes think that if it like weren't for the podcast, I would never catch up on the things that I need to. But about once every 2 weeks, I'm just like, "Oh, oh, right, I have to talk about things, so I'm going to read like 40 books tonight <laughs> and just lay there." And I've been obsessively rereading these old Patsy Walker comics in order for the new series. And, like, there's so many new things that have come out that I'm not reading because I'm reading these insane old 1950s Patsy she, Walker comics. She wasn't a superhero then, right? No. So her whole thing was, like, she started in the Miss America comics in 1944, um, also invented by a Canadian lady, which is pretty cool, um, which none of, no one working on it knew but me, <laughs> <laughs> which was really cool. Um, And yeah, so she was like this romance comic star, and her own comic had like 160 issues or something, and then she had all these side comics, the same way they do like Archie, Pals and Gals, and like Betty and Veronica. So she had a bunch of these different series, and that went on like right up until the 60s, and then she came back in in the 70s, and she was like Avengers Defenders you know, that was like, she became a superhero right. at that point, but she had decades of that's romance. That's weird history. It's so interesting and so meta because her time as a romance comics character is Marvel canon, like, that that is a comic in the Marvel universe. That's fantastic. Yeah, so like, originally the whole thing was that, like, her mom had written those romance comics about her. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> like, in the Marvel universe, like, that's the canon is that those were, like, fictionalized versions of of her teen years that her mom made, and she's like, ugh, mom. No, yeah, you should be like that. <laughs> yeah. That should be your reaction. It's super weird. If not just, like, not talking to your mom for, like, five years. Yeah, and that's, like, my favorite part about Patsy Walker is this insane history, and then she, like, died and came back, and... It's That's par for the course. Yeah, well, pretty much. But it's so it's so weird. She's just had all these weird different incarnations and she's like, there's not a lot of superheroes like that who had this entire other life. It's like, you know, if Spider Man used to be Jughead.
1: Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, like they, they got tired of their like teen beat Peter Parker comic. Yeah. And then they were like, Well, what if he got bitten by a spider?
0: <laughs> what it, if he stayed at the quality inn? <laughs> I really wish I could go back and write a new Secret Wars story and that's my Secret Wars story. (laughs) Isn't that where that's where Spider-Man comes from. That would be so great and terrifying. It was awful. Like it really I'm sorry. It was very traumatizing. You don't apologize. I don't have I didn't put up with it. (laughs) We're out of there now. It's good. We've moved on with our lives.
1: Did you get your money back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Yeah. No, they were very
0: they were terrified and accommodating. Because I don't think that they knew that it was happening, and like to their credit, they were very good about it. Okay, but they were also—it's like one would hope, uh, yeah. but you never know. They're like, "What? How many spiders? Like, how how bad is it really?"
1: They have like a chart where it's like, <laughs> at this number, it's an infestation, but yeah. it's not there yet. Your so. room's only
0: like a six, yeah, in terms of <laughs> complete spider infestation. <laughs> I would, you know, I wouldn't put that past some hotels, to be honest. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Erica, this is a thing that I want to ask you about because I am obsessed with it. Um, okay. Okay. And also because it's just a, a good conversation topic. Are you following this saga of Chris Sabella's I Live in a Clown Motel <laughs> uh, I was just hanging
1: out with him <gasps> in
0: Portland. Okay. We got pizza. I am more obsessed with this project than I have been with any comic announcement. We, we should explain. Yeah, okay, so Christopher Sabella, who's a writer, and a, a writes a lot of comics, High Crimes, I think was the most recent larger project, was that?
1: Uh, yeah, and also uh, he did Big Trouble in Little China, yeah. and
0: just tons of stuff. Yeah, so he's great, and uh, a really nice guy, a really weird guy, in, in a very lovable way, and he, one time, was it last year? I don't know When? Okay, so I'm at some sure point... not sure it exists in time. At some point, he stayed at a roadside motel somewhere in America. I assume it's got to be near Portland.
1: No, no, no. It's, it's in, not... like, Arizona. Oh, really? And he's heading down early.
0: He's, like, heading down ahead of schedule. He pretty, much, I think he might already be there. Oh, my God. Okay, so he went to this motel that is supposedly, like, one of the most haunted places. Mm, that's a different one. That's a different
1: one? Okay, so he's going to visit this hotel. It's, like, it's one of those places, like, you read about in like, lists of weird places to visit in America. Mm-hmm. It's the Clown Motel. Yeah. It's a motel that's just covered in clowns. And not, like, clown drawings. Like, like 12-inch clown dolls, like, everywhere. Like, giant piles everywhere. It's just one of those, like, terrifying places. Yeah. And he's going to live there for 30 days and write about it. But it's not just that. Yeah. The town it's in is kind of abandoned because um, there's an abandoned silver mine. In it, (laughs) what? And yeah, (laughs) and the clown hotel is next to a turn of the century, not this one, the previous one. Oh my god! uh, Graveyard. (laughs) Um, But he's gonna take one night to stay at a nice hotel, which is the nation's most haunted hotel, which is also in that city. Um, It was on, like, I actually think I saw the episode of, like, what was it, Ghost Hunters that it was on? It's one of those shows where, like, guys walk in with, like, infrared cameras, and they, like, scream at nothing for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah.
0: And they have, like, the the meter, and it, like, clicks two times, and everybody freaks out. Yeah, and and they're all, like,
1: freaking out, and there's, like, nothing going on.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that's part of it, but this clown (laughs) motel, which, like, two words on their own that are unsettling to begin with, (laughs) but combine them... But in a town with, like, that's got, I think it's got another abandoned mine, too. It's got two abandoned
1: mines, and it's next to a cemetery. <laughs> there's at
0: least one too many.
1: <laughs> it's two kinds of mines. You know, it's, there, there, were, there was more than one precious mineral that needed to be harvested there. But now it's gone, and all we have left are the dead miners. <laughs> because, you know, there's no way they had any sort of... There, there was no OSHA then. Yeah,
0: it's... <laughs> So in this town that has abandoned mines, a haunted hotel, and a clown motel, and a turn-of-the-century graveyard, uh, Christopher Sabella, the bravest man alive, is spending a month in the clown motel, and he's going to write a book about it. That Kickstarter
1: got fulfilled in a day.
0: Yeah, like less than a day. Yeah. And it was so insane, because I think we're all... I mean, anyone who's just sort of tuned into that, you know, comics, social media and stuff, like, there's a new Kickstarter every two days, and, like, you try and keep up with them, but, you know, and, like, it's so fun to see one that's so fucking weird. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's great, all the ones that are, like, really important and really interesting and really, you know, but this was just, like, okay, I'll throw $15 at this. It's hard not to. Yeah, so... The, the greatest things about it, like, so there was the different tiers, and the number, the, the $1 or up, so any amount tier of the Kickstarter, was he will whisper your name in the clown motel. <laughs> For $5 or more, you can choose between whether he whispers your name in the clown motel or the graveyard. <laughs> I don't remember that. That might not be right, but you might be able to choose from the $1 amount. But um... apparently, there were like a whole bunch of them that he had written up, showed someone else, and they were like, you can't put these in. Because he wanted
1: to add more stretch goals. There were ones where he was going to like, grab cemetery dirt and stuff. <laughs> and they're like, you can't, you can't go in and steal cemetery dirt.
0: <laughs> but there's things... Okay, so he'll whisper your name in the graveyard. The greatest thing about it is that in, in the end of this story, my boyfriend and I both backed the Kickstarter and are asking to have each other's names whispered. Because <laughs> I was like, if we're going down on this, we're going down together. <laughs> but I refuse to be culpable for my own curse. Um so yeah, and then so for $15 you get daily updates from the Clown Motel. And this is the thing, is that I have to know. I have to know everything that happens. And I cannot imagine it's gonna be anything less than at least mildly traumatizing. I mean, so
1: even the hotel's own website that's trying to get you to stay there is horrible. <laughs>
0: It, like there's no way. way not
1: to be. If there's like the only way it can't be is to like not show photos. And even then like
0: clown motel with no photos is just like a white van, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's too much. So there so he added when he funded enough to to stay there for a month. And it was like it's the funny thing is that it's such a reasonable amount. I mean it's like, you know, 5 5 grand or something like that that was like you know, I stay in the clown motel, it covers my rent, it covers my expenses, like, and on my own apartment, and I was like, okay, reasonable. And then he, it got, he did not expect it to fund in a day. Who would? <laughs> and then he added stretch goals. Uh, the first one, I think, was that he would buy and wear a clown suit in the clown motel. <laughs> He has since posted photos of himself in the
1: clown suit. I feel like that's the smartest move. So they think you're one of them. Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, he recently crossed the tier that was that they would do a seance in the clown motel. Oh, I forgot about this. And this is the thing. And there was one of the amounts that you could pay for. And he tweeted about this. So it's public information that you could pay a certain amount to come and visit or stay with him in the clown motel, and Matt Fraction bought one. (laughs) Uh, So I think they're going to do the seance with Matt Fraction in the clown motel. Yeah, so everyone get
1: your copies of a sex criminal signed now.
0: Because he's died. They're all going to he's die. He's going to die
1: like 15 They're days.
0: Going to die. But, like, I'm so fascinated by this. And I've been, like, all weekend long, everyone I run into, I'm like, have you heard about the Clown Motel? And people are just like, yes, how are you also? But, like... Wait, this, just... this weekend,
1: I was on a panel with Chris. And it was a panel about, like, not being a dick on Twitter. Mm. And... But, like, as soon as Chris showed up, we were all like, so Clown Motel, talk to us about it. Yeah. We were like, we, we could hold up this Twitter thing for a good ten minutes. Just tell us about Clown Motel.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you get past the basic stuff, which is, like, don't be a creep and a jerk. So, anyway. That was the whole yeah, talk, yeah. Anyway, you're sleeping in a motel full of clown dolls. <laughs> tell us about that far more interesting thing. You know what?
1: I should have asked if the Clown Motel has Wi-Fi.
0: I, it, it must, because he has to work.
1: I I know, but I feel feel like it's weird for the Clown Motel to have modern amenities.
0: Well, what if that's it? Like, what if that's the only thing, and everything else is, like, they take cash?
1: There's, like, a literal icebox. You've got to, like, hack it yourself.
0: (laughs) There's no telephone at all, like a soup can on a string. But, like, high-speed fiber-op at the same time. But you can't call for help. You can for it, I guess. Yeah, it's gonna be like, oh well, yeah, because kind of,
1: one of the places like between two mountains, so like nothing cuts through. Yeah, it's, it's like that town in Tremors. Like it's just you can't call out <laughs> of the town.
0: Well, like I'm so curious because I, I really wanted to get the daily updates because I assume there are gonna be some days where he's just like nothing weird happened at the clown motel. Like after a week and a half, do you get used to it? But then I assume there's going to be other days where he's like, "My toothbrush moved half an inch. I, I'm going to die."
1: I mean, if nothing else, just to, on a slightly more serious side, like just being a writer, he there has to be ways where you can tell the truth in an amusing way.
0: Yeah. Well, so. that's, yeah, that's it too. Is that like he's he's such a I mean, he's such a funny dude and such a strange dude that like it's going to be fascinating either way. But I love. I love when people come together to support something that is so weird. And I think like it is the <laughs> ultimate example of what I love about crowdfunding because I love that you are able to make like cool books like Smut Peddler and stuff like that that you couldn't make without crowdfunding because nobody wants to back a book about lady porn. And that's awesome that Kickstarter can do that and books about queer superheroes and stuff like amazing. But also that you can use it for something as fucked <laughs> up as pay for me to live for a month in a clown motel and I'll write an ebook about it. Like, no one no company is going to be like, "Well, will back that.
1: I'm really excited for like Random House to see the number of people who have backed this and be like, yeah, we'll print the hardback.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for it to be on like a bestseller list next year. Yeah. And he's on a talk show with the quotes, I lived in a clown motel. Because who's not going to watch that?
1: I feel like it's only going to be like podcasts and Howard
0: Stern though. Yeah, I want to talk to him about it. I gotta get him on it yeah. while he's in the clown motel. Oh my god! Do You think we gotta do it? Just I gotta sure do. He it. has Wi Fi. <laughs> well, he must because he. You no, know, some of the. I feel like there was some. I, I'm like
1: imagining that, like the one thing he didn't describe was like the Starbucks on the other side of the clown motel. It's like a Starbucks clown motel and then a graveyard. And <laughs> the graveyard. So he's just like at the Starbucks all day, like typing away.
0: How haunted would that Starbucks be? <laughs> like it just a town that has that. Two abandoned minds. Anyway, this is like you can hear me talking about it and tell that I have become completely obsessed. I, I, everyone in comics is talking about this
1: right now. It's like the biggest thing. Yeah. It's like this and CrossFit. <laughs> oh, <God.
0: laughs> I'm so ashamed. Um, yeah, uh, I, I just like I had to I had to get in on the thing where with the with the updates every day because I feel like it's going to be one of those things that everyone like a sports event. Like Everyone's going to be following along. Like, did you hear he bought milk today? Yeah, basically. And and like that one of the dolls is painted to look like, you know, celebrity or whatever. Because one
1: of the days, like one of the dolls is going to be him. It's going to be him. Oh, my God. As a tiny doll (laughs) in the same clown
0: outfit. Oh, my God. I want to make that. I know. Me too. (laughs) Like, can we get down there and just put that in his room somehow? I'm really like, I was trying to think of a way to participate in terms of doing like fan art. Like a daily update of a comic based on like Chris's adventures at the Clown Motel.
1: Like, I love that people are so into it. The art he got for this, like for a uh, prints you can get, is beautiful. Really? It's beautiful art, yeah. Who
0: did them? I don't remember. Wow. Anyway, this is the thing I'm excited for more than like anything else. <laughs> Sorry that we talked about it for almost the whole show. It's the biggest thing in comics right now. It's really great. It's really great. <laughs> Um, I don't know if the Kickstarter will still be going when this actually uh, goes to air. Because it's almost done. It might be. Yeah. It might be like the last day. Yeah. So if it's still available, get in on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing could be more haunted. And it was so funny because a friend of mine, uh, Kendra, recently stayed in a hotel that was um, full of dolls. Like just weird porcelain dolls. And I was like, eh.
1: That's nothing. That's still weird. It's still weird. Like, someone
0: made that choice.
1: You know, like, you you don't find it creepy. Someone said, like, I'm going to buy a thousand dolls (laughs) and
0: fill my hotel with them. I don't understand it. Like, those things that are so uniformly accepted as creepy, like porcelain dolls, and people are still really into that. Like, there are people out there who have, are like, you know what? I understand the stigma. But I'm fine with my house being completely full of these haunted murder children. Uh, I definitely saw an episode of Hoarders. that was
1: specifically about someone who had like literally a thousand dolls That's in their disgusting. house.
0: That's disgusting. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm working through the no, like, X Files. She was
1: still married. Like her oh. husband stayed with her.
0: That is that is bravery <laughs> and dedication <laughs> and love. Because like, so I'm making my way through the X Files right now for the first time, which is great because every time I tweet about it. You always know which episode I'm talking about every time. And I always do it vaguely. Oh, see, like, oh but like,
1: I eventually get to a point where you, I haven't caught up because I'm halfway through the season where Mulder's gone. Oh. And I'm so happy that Mulder's gone <laughs> that I don't want
0: to finish the season. Which season is he gone in? It's like eight or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're, we're halfway through. We're almost finished season three. Mm. And it's so funny because, yeah, like, every night at about 11.30, I will start tweeting, on this episode of The X-Files. <laughs> and it's so great, all the people who are like, oh, this one, and, like, know the name of the episode. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's really shocking, as if I couldn't do the exact same thing for Buffy. <laughs> like, someone wore this color shirt. I'm like, oh, yeah, season four, episode three. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> but this is my first time experiencing The X-Files, and uh, Scully was gone for a while, and that sucked. That sucked
1: scully's the best that made season two really crash it was awful it was awful yeah like well and like that season two like she was gone half of it and then the other half she's just like getting rescued there's like an episode where she's constantly being uh, kidnapped where like they show her a bunch of like women's bodies that are like I don't know, like they were stolen from graves, and oh, she yeah. can't deal with it. And like her job in every single episode is autopsies. As and, like, she
0: reminds you on a regular basis. Like she
1: is literally She's like, a always, medical doctor. She is always elbows deep in a dead person. Yes. That and is that like her thing. Is like the most sexist season of that it's show. Awful.
0: She's constantly like and in that episode, not only is she just like oh I can't deal with these desecrated Grave women.
1: Yeah, it's like entirely the fact they were dug up. Like nothing's happened to them. Like someone took their hair. Like that was it. As yeah. far as like weird Yeah. At that point it wasn't even a killer yet.
0: Yeah. Like as there far was as a...
1: weirdos go, like taking someone's hair when they're dead is like
0: Yeah. There was no like weird sexual violence aspect to it as far as like I could tell. And there I mean that stuff comes up in the X Files and it's weird. But um yeah. And she's just like, I can't deal with this. And I was like, What? <laughs> Like uh, you, What? At what point did this happen? And then, in the same episode, she gets kidnapped and has to be rescued.
1: Also, I, I know you agree with me on this, but I don't understand the whole, like, Scully's dumb, she never believes thing, because, like, she totally believes, but her first instinct to, there was a fire, isn't going to be, there's a fire demon. Because <laughs> yeah. she's not stupid. And Mulder's <laughs> is. he's so like, stupid. Every time, he's just like... But he, he's, like, always wrong. Oh, He's yeah! always, he always, like, make some dumb conclusion, and it's always something else.
0: There was, like, a, a set of, like, a set of GIFs on Tumblr. I'm really sorry for anyone who listening who believes that the word is pronounced GIF, but you're fucking wrong. Um, <laughs> but it was a set of GIFs on Tumblr that were, like, him, him talking about something and being, like, you know, oh, so, you know, it was an undead jaguar alien who, like, crawled up from the earth and blah, blah, and going on, and then Scully's like, what? And he's like, just go with it. And I thought it was a parody, like, those ones from, what is it? Was, is it not, it's not SVU, the ones that are, like, the fake, the fake drugs. They're t- oh, I can't even describe it. It's, it's a meme thing. Anyway, Whatever. I thought it was fake and then i watched that episode and it totally happened and it was like his explanation for a house fire
1: was yeah (laughs) and there was one like again with fire where like they're in some town i forget like there's been a lot of deaths but they don't know why yeah and then we've reported like that there have been fires a lot like they'll see them often since like and the sheriff's like it's people burning leaves and it turns out that it's like cannibals
0: oh right but, but Mulder
1: was like it's fox fires it's like which is they were just fires yeah. They were literally just fires, yeah. but that's his first reaction. And yeah. somehow he's the smart
0: guy in yeah. the show. I feel like we've gotten through all of the best episodes now. I mean, maybe there's more to come, but we got through the one that had the Jim Rose <laughs> Circus. That's like the, all the, the circus people. And there's the Fiji Mermaid, which was amazing. That was
1: like my second most remembered episode as a kid. It's the first so one was great. a fluke
0: man. Fluke man is amazing. I, like, couldn't
1: poop for like two weeks. <laughs>
0: I had never seen the X-Files, but at one point when I was in college, uh, I was drinking in on Facebook, which I don't recommend, and uh, I changed my profile picture to the flukeworm, and I went to sleep. And I woke up the next day, and it had 74 comments that were just like, take this down. What is wrong with you? And I remembered it the other day, and then I did it again on Twitter. <laughs> People that's, were very upset. It was at, like, 9.30 in the morning. That's one way to raise your <laughs> your comments for the day. The fluke episode is super gross. It's so gross. It's a poop
1: demon. Oh, so there's um there's a commentary thing in that episode where they talk about how all the effects are done after the fact. Yeah. And so whenever Mulder and Scully are reacting to something, they're just told, here's the thing, react to it. And so in that episode, they look into the sewer, they see, like... <sighs> Like, this horrible monster. And they're like, huh, okay, yeah. (laughs) And, like, they later watched the episode and was like, oh, my God. Why didn't anyone tell us? This was, like, the worst thing you're ever going to see in, like, the history of the show.
0: It's horrifying. And, like, even when they show the bite marks on people and Scully's like, oh, yeah, that looks bad. I'm like, you've just been told this is a parasitic Poop demon That turns someone Into like An unhinged Jawed skinless Snake man Yeah they were just told
1: Like it's a bite And they're like That's the thing That looks sort of Like a dude You know
0: Like They really They really dropped The ball on that one Because Whoever
1: Whoever was was directing That episode Failed
0: Yeah So we watched that And then we watched The one that uh, This is the comics podcast Where all we talk about Is clown (laughs) motels And the (laughs) (laughs) X-Files And so The important things It's really important um, so we watched the one with all the cockroaches and, and Bambi Which was the worst Wait, Bambi? Bambi, not the deer, but the woman no, no, um, She's like the doctor So it's the one where the town is like infested by Mind control cockroaches Oh, it's the episode, okay, never mind Yeah, and then, um, and then there's a, a, the, An etymologist named Bambi and uh, I think I blocked that out The whole episode, Mulder is on the case And he keeps calling Scully and she's at home and every time you see her she's doing something different. So Which she's is like, great because I remember
1: you like have a phone call to Mulder, he's watching porn. It's always super weird because he's like got his pants on. He's yeah. sitting there with like his hands on the table. It's like <laughs> What's he doing?
0: Well, the one, the, one of the most recent episodes we saw, and I wasn't sure if it was intentional. It was the it was the end of a really weird episode, like one of the funny, like silly ones, which okay. are my favorite. And it's got like Mueller in bed, and his like arm is twitching, and he's kind of sweaty, and his mouth is open. But it was like he's either over exhausted or he's jerking it. Like it was like very subtly in that way that you have like no expression while it happens, and who, who knows? He works for the FBI. And so he, there's that, and then it pulls away and turns to the TV in his hotel, and he's watching footage of Bigfoot. (laughs) I was so confused. I was like, is this really messing him up, or is this like the root of why the X Files exists? That's amazing. It's incredible. I do not remember that. I was watching it with my boyfriend over Skype, and I'm like, it got to the end, and I'm like, did you see that? Was Mulder, was Mulder like masturbating to
1: Bigfoot? He's like,
0: no, you're wrong. And then we winded back and he was like, huh. <laughs>
1: I don't know. That's not even strange. That's not even, like, the strangest thing. No, it's definitely not the strangest thing that's happened so far. Because, like, Keith clearly does not masturbate to porn. Because every time there's clearly porn on, he's fully dressed, very composed, hands nowhere near his crotch. And not even in scenes where, like, someone walks in on him. He's, like, on the phone. He's like, hey, what's going on? Like,
0: clearly not masturbating. That's super weird. I don't... Mulder makes no sense to me. I mean, I get... It's the thing where, like since I'm experiencing it for the first time, you know, 20 years after it first aired or whatever. And so many things about it, I'm just like, why did everyone like Mulder so much? Like, what a nerd.
1: I think it was also... I think it was partly that it was like one of the first supernatural detective yeah. kind of shows. But I mean, also, like...
0: Um, that he's always presented as the one who knows what's going on, even yeah. though he doesn't. And Scully is clearly like, a thousand times smarter and more capable than him. And
1: when I was watching, it was when I was working. So I'd literally go through, like, a season in two days. Yeah. And so, like, when you're inundated like that, yeah. you're seeing it very differently than when, like, in the 90s, you were forced to watch it one week at a time, then wait, like, half a year.
0: Yeah. And yeah, we're going through it like, you know, an an episode a night, and then we'll take a couple days off. And they weren't thinking about
1: continuity then, because no one expected you to watch them all in a day, because Netflix wasn't a thing.
0: Binging did not exist. Imagine. So, like, they assumed that you would forget stuff. (laughs) But it is super weird, and also, like, my favorite thing in the world now, and Scully rules. Although, I mean, (laughs) even though I am very questionable, questioning about Mulder... Uh, every time he and Scully get too close on screen, my boyfriend and I over Skype with headphones on because long distance relationships are really fun, um, are both yelling kiss! Just, kiss! just touch her just tell her you love her See, I, I hate when they got together I know, and this, I the thing is, like, we've talked about it and I'm like, well, I don't actually want them to I just want them to almost do it. A lot of people are really mad they're like divorced or
1: whatever in the, in the new series, and I'm like yes, it never would have worked
0: <laughs> Yeah, it can't have worked She's way too good for him. It's like a Ron and Hermione situation. Yeah, it's basically like... She is way
1: too good for him. It was like... I feel like it was just Stockholm Syndrome when they got (laughs) together. Like, he was just always there.
0: Yeah. Scully should be with, like, I don't know, some super hot philanthropic millionaire with a jet. (laughs) Who's like... I just imagine someone else who, like,
1: is really into cutting up dead bodies, you know? She's oh, just, like, wow. They're just, like,
0: autopsying and, like, yeah. like, adjoining tables. I just want someone who flies her places. Mm. I like that. I think Scully deserves it. Okay. She deserves a break. That's fair. But I'm also only at season three. All right. <laughs> so nobody tell me what happens <laughs> with the X-Files that's been over <laughs> since I was a child. Well, apparently at some point they get a divorce. <laughs> So now I know. Which means that apparently at some point they get married. Tumblr ruined a lot of it for me. It's fine. Because I was, like, incapable of not Googling pictures of Gillian <laughs> Anderson for a while. Because um, I came to that late in life. Although most people have already gone through that phase. Although Gillian Anderson... Who knew? Everyone, apparently. I mean, apparently. you've seen Hannibal, right? I can't watch Hannibal because it's too gross. Oh,
1: really? I, and I want to people, so badly. A lot of people said it was, like, too intense for them. But it didn't bother me because, like, all the killing is so artsy-fartsy that I was like... <laughs> The, like, none of it was I like that real in a way. Well, it's always, like, every single one, it's, like, they, they look at the the person, it's like, oh, he's built them into angels because he wants to go to heaven because he sees himself as a bad person. I'm like, all right. Like, is every single killer in Baltimore someone who makes, like, avant-garde statues out of dead people? This is the
0: thing, is that, like, the, the absolute oversaturation of extremely, like, misunderstood genius artistic serial killers in this 120 kilometer radius sorry mile i'm in america mile radius is insane to me it's like on csi where you're like man there are a lot of serial killers in this zip code at least with hannibal the entire show is
1: so artsy that you don't mind it like it's all part of this like fake reality that you know is it like is totally made up but whatever it's just how it works but csi tries to be real and you're just like just stop Please yep. just shut up.
0: It's insane. Um, we come towards the end of our time now, Erica. Uh-oh. We should talk about comics. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. The boat has sailed. Ship? Boat. Thing on water is gone. Um, I heard chip just there. Chip. The chip has sailed. I wish he would. Like, have a boat that's called that.
1: Are you familiar with Chris Schweizer? No. Going back into comics, he does a lot of uh, historic comics. Um, he does this book Krogan Adventures, which is always about like, I think someone's okay. ancestors. Yeah, um, he's just into all that stuff. And like for a period, the summer he was just on a boat. He's already like one of those guys that. Just lives in different time period. Yeah. But he's so invested in it, and it's not at all like a thing that he talks about that you, you're totally go along with it. He was just on a boat, and he grew his giant beard. He was just Bluto from Popeye. Wow. It was amazing. That's, did he work while he was doing it, or was this like? You're just on a boat. You just you just on just a boat. Hanging on a boat. Yeah. He like what? Occasionally
0: showed Miyazaki movies on it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. He's the best. Um, Erica Henderson of Squirrel Girl, which we didn't talk about. But I mean, like, you can't really talk about it. There's so much. I can't. It's like, give me the new number one. Yeah. And then there's like. And Jughead's a thing... coming out, and you can't really talk about that very much. And there's like a
1: thing that's coming up that like we can't talk about it so much that we like blacked it out of the cover and previews. Yeah, I know so, what it is. I know you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just bragging. I probably showed Sorry. you. Sorry, I don't just know if bragging. I did. Um. Yeah, we have that weird Marvel thing where we can actually tell each other stuff. It's really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was also bragging. Sorry. Um, so, since you can't talk about anything you're working on, um, when where are you going to be? You're going to New York Comic Con? I am. Um, we're New York Comic Con in, oh my god, two weeks.
1: Um, that's fun. Yeah, it's, it'll be great. But I'm also, a, I'm so freaked out. It's so soon. <laughs> <laughs> and then... After that, I'll be... I'll sort of be at MICE. Ryan North is a guest at MICE, Massachusetts Independent Comics Expo, which I will be hanging around at because I've never seen... or never talked to Ryan in person before. I saw him once in this building. Um, We didn't know each other We come full circle. And then... I might be doing a signing in North Carolina. It's a busy time. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm going everywhere. And if people want to find you on the internet... Uh, I have a Tumblr, uh, ericafailsatlife.tumblr.com. And my Twitter is
0: at Erica It always distresses me. I'm just like, Erica succeeds. Like you and my mom. My mom gets really mad. I do. I get really upset. I'm just like, I believe in her. Like, look at her. She's doing so well. She fails at nothing. Well, now.
1: <laughs> I've had that Tumblr
0: for a little while now. But it's great. Um, because now it's a lie. So, you know, there you go. And you can buy the Squirrel Girl trade paperback, which just came out. Yes, you can. In stores everywhere. <laughs> Literally everywhere. Every store. All of them. Shoe well, stores. A lot of stores. Clothing stores. Most stores. Grocery stores. <laughs> comic book stores, specifically. But um, I think it's also in bookstores, because, you
1: know, it's book... No, Yeah, it's, it's
0: also in bookstores. Places you can buy books. I'm really great at this. I'm a professional.
1: we <laughs> <laughs> oh, were also, like... Two drinks in now with yeah. no food,
0: so yeah, we're doing great. Nobody's nobody's eaten. <laughs> Nobody eats at comic book shows. We're all dying. It's great. <laughs> I'm glad you were all here for the last day of our lives. Um, so we're gonna, RIP. Uh, Go get
1: fries right now. Yes,
0: we are. Okay. Thank you so much, Erica. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> we did it. We did it. let live. All right, play us out.
1: amnesia forgetful face this was
0: a village soundcast network original production